0: Did you know you have a purpose in this life? Real life starts now.
1: Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems
2: find answers in a real God.
0: Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Ann Lay.
2: Later in the show, you'll hear from Blake Ricard, who was on our previous show, who almost ended his life because he felt like he wasn't needed.
0: You know, in my teenage years, I can remember waking up in the middle of the night or even in the morning when I'd get up and I'd say, what am I doing this for? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Who am I? I was trying to figure out my identity and my purpose. And it was very confusing and I felt very alone and weird, actually.
2: (laughs) Well, it does. It makes you feel unstable when you wake up in the morning, doesn't it? Yeah. When you don't know your purpose in life, there's no rock to stand on. Mm-hmm. You're just to the point where you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you are mm-hmm. <laughs> at times. Yeah. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. What I love about this verse is because when I was younger, I didn't know what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe in God at that time. So I was like, you know, there really is no purpose. I have to make my own purpose mm. to make it happen. Yeah. But then when I came into a relationship with Jesus Christ, I discovered, wait a minute, I don't have the plan. He has the plans. Mm. And it says right here that he has plans for you. But that not only that, they're good plans. They're plans to give you a hope and a future. Yes. And it was so peaceful and restful. And honestly, it was so stable and Mm. stabilizing to my life that every day I would get up and I would say, you know what? God already has a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there and worry. Mm. God's got it all figured out.
0: And that is so true because when I received Jesus in my heart, my whole life changed and I felt like, okay, I know where I belong. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. And I had peace as well. And we're going to hear from Blake Ricard right here after the break.
1: Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless.
0: Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: Joining us once again is Blake Ricard, and he was sharing with us how he grew up in a fatherless home, ended up in school where he was bullied, felt really alone and that no one wanted him. He started to find some relief in smoking and drinking and just trying to fit in with the crowd. But when that started to fade and fail and other relationships weren't working, Blake tried to commit suicide. He was only in seventh grade. And right when he had the knife in his hand, ready to stab himself, he heard a audible voice. Let's hear now from Blake. Thanks for being with us.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, I understand that you heard this voice and you started to talk to it. At that time, you were home alone and hearing this audible voice, at first it freaked you out. Did you know it was the voice of God?
1: I did not, but I obviously had to investigate what was going on. Because I'm like, I know that I'm actually hearing a voice, but there's nobody in my house but me. So I had to try and figure out what was going on. And when I realized that there really wasn't anybody around me, I'm like, uh, who are you and why are you talking to me and where are you coming from? So I began to have what seemed like an intimate conversation. It was really kind of frustrating at first because I didn't understand. It was like everything seemed weird at the moment. The voice was telling me stop, which is what caught my attention. It was like, okay, wait, why? What? Huh? Mm. And then when I started to ask questions, I'm like, why should I stop? Like all of my emotions came out. Like if I was to open up to my parents and if they were to catch me doing this and they were to tell me to stop, and I was to explain that moment, it's kind of how this conversation, or at least how my heart was coming out. And I was telling this voice, why should I stop? Nobody wants me, and it feels like no matter what I do to try and fit in, I don't fit in in any group. I don't know half of who I am because I don't have a father. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to tell people? Why am I here? And this voice began to tell me something that I really just couldn't believe. It told me, listen, listen one day, you're going to be somebody. What's happening now doesn't matter. You're going to be somebody that's going to change lives, somebody that's going to be encouraging. You will lead a generation. And I was like, um, I'm not sure that that's true. I don't know who you think you are, but the way I see it, that's Not possible. And this voice continued to encourage me with these sayings. And I, by some type of miracle, ended up setting the knife down. Although I did not necessarily believe it at that moment, I did think what else do I have to lose except my own life? And, and I put the knife down and moved on.
0: Wow, wow. that is so powerful. And you continued to go through a lot of heartache, even in school, despite hearing this voice. It wasn't like your life was changed overnight, but you kept that in your heart that you heard this voice and you ended up encountering God and receiving Jesus and then it hit you all at once that that voice was actually God. Can you tell me what brought you to the place where you started going to church and received Jesus?
1: So when I started high school, there were a bunch of people around me that went to a church that was not even like a mile or so from my house. Like I could walk through this church and they would always tell me about it. And I kind of didn't really think of it. I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. It's there and so on and so forth. I have my own life. I'll do that. And never didn't really think much of it. And as far as like knowing of God, I always kind of believed that there was one, but I was never really sure. But then there was this moment when I was going through a breakup and I was really hurting And it was raining. I just got a text from this girl that I was interested in. She asked me if it was okay to date my best friend at the time. And that hurt really, really bad. And Mm. something in me just looked up. And I'm like, God, if you're real, I threw my arms out. And I said, God, if you're real, make it rain harder. This is probably crazy for me to ask. But if you are real, let it rain harder. And it did. It started to rain. And I was like, wow, okay, I get it. And then eventually I started to listen to the people that had invited me to church. And I went and I experienced something that I, I never thought. of like, wow, this is really cool. The ego is different. Everybody's so welcoming. I've never really felt that before. And this is awesome. So I started to go to church and started to get a little closer with people that I kind of seen around school. Mm. And I began to learn more. And I discovered one thing that really helped me is, far as not feeling alone before I really got to know God was my love for music I had this gift to rap which was weird but I ran with it and people started to stop me and ask me to do it and people started wanting to be around me because of that and then that had transitioned into church and then people there were wanting to talk to me and I really started to surround myself with more positive people through that gift because I started talking about stuff that I had gone through mm-hmm. and that was really how people started to learn more about me. That was a shifting point mm-hmm. because people had started hearing from my voice things that I was going through at one point, even people that treated me the way they did years ago, they're like, wow, we contributed to that, or we never knew that about you. And mm. that really changed everything because people started coming around me and I was able to really get closer. And then once I started going to church, it was a whole nother world because people were more welcoming than ever before.
0: Wow. And you started to feel that acceptance, but you received an ultimate acceptance when you received Jesus in your heart. Can you tell me how your whole life shifted that day when you said, I believe, Jesus, you're my Savior, come into my heart, and how you realized that voice you heard as a young boy was the voice of God.
1: Man, uh, when I realized that, everything was so different. And when I accepted Jesus to my heart for the first time, I realized there's something else out there that I should really be chasing. And as I started to chase it, I began to learn more and more and more and more. And one thing, actually, another girl that I was interested in, her family was super into the church and actually attends the church that I attend. Now, I was hanging out with her grandmother one day. She would always like give me little nuggets of wisdom. And she told me one day that God, he was the father to the fatherless. And I said, wait, can you say that again? And I had to have her say that like three different times before that processed in my heart. Mm. And I said, wow, that's such a powerful thing. And I said, that resonates with me because I never knew mine and nobody knows mine. So at that moment is when it clicked in my head. And I looked at all of my moments in the past, everything that I had gone through, every second of my life Mm -hmm. and turmoil But the most important part of that was when I looked back at the suicidal moment, and I thought of the voice. Mm. And I looked at that moment and thought, wow, that was God telling me to stop. Mm. That was God saying, I have something better for you. And I'm I'm tearing up thinking about it, but I remember feeling like I had a dad for the first time. were being welcomed as a son. It was crazy.
0: Wow. Amen. And there are people who don't have fathers and it is very difficult to find out who you are and your identity. And it's very painful. And we're going to pray for them. Blake, what's one thing you would say to someone who's suicidal? Just one thing to tell them not to do that.
1: Never give up. You're Never alone. It may seem like you are, but there's always somebody there, whether you realize it or not. And oftentimes you just have to really, really search for it. But the moment you find it, it is the most liberating thing you'll ever feel. So don't ever, ever give up on yourself. Don't ever give up on life and realize that you are not alone. There is somebody who loves you greater Mm -hmm. than anybody else could. And there are people there for you Mm -hmm. that are willing to pick you up when you fall.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful testimony. God bless you, Blake.
2: You know, so many of us are out there looking for acceptance and it's hard to find with younger groups. They feel like when they get rejection from friends, it's so easy to feel like, gosh, nobody accepts me. And so we go on this journey to look for acceptance. And when we can't find it, we can just give up and feel like we're unwanted. But, you know, there's two sides of the coin because there's another side, which is another person who's saying, well, I'm accepted. I have friends, I have family, I'm known, I have a position, but are you accepted by God? Is God the one giving you the acceptance that you so desperately need? Well, for both sides, I want to pray. Father, for the person who's saying, I've never found that acceptance, Lord God, as we reach out to you, Jesus, we just pray that you would give us that acceptance and love that we need right now. Mm -hmm. Because my friend, God accepts you. Mm -hmm. For the person who says, I'm comfortable, I don't need anything else. I just encourage you, my friend, to look a little deeper. There's something still missing. And the one that's missing is the acceptance from God. And He died on the cross so that you can have it, even if you feel comfortable. So Jesus, we receive you. We Mm -hmm. believe in you. We thank you that you've died on the cross so you could accept us. Mm -hmm. And we come to you now in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.